It's the success line. This is the place where achievers come to get advice on how to solve business problems and unlock their true potential. Every week, a new listener of the show sits down with success coaching director Ben Fairfield to talk through a roadblock and learn a lesson. Now here he is, Ben Fairfield. Hey everyone, welcome to the Success Line. This is your host, Ben Fairfield, and I am excited as always. Today we have a special guest, uh, someone that I got to meet through our coaching certification. Uh, Madeline, so good to have you here. Welcome to the Success Line. Thank you for having me, Ben. Thank you so much. Absolutely. All right, Madeline. So so I know you and we've, we spent a little over 50 hours together in the certification. And I know that the majority of our audience may not know Madeline. So if you would, like we start every episode, give us an idea of, of who you are, what your background is and, and what it is that you do uh, today to help people. So my name is Madeline Beaudry. I am 41 up until today. I'm going to plug that in. I'm going to be 42 tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) Happy early birthday. Thank you. Proudly um, living my best life at 42. Um, And I have two amazing, wonderful young adult children, 21-year-old daughter in college living her amazing best life, 19-year-old son, just got his realtor's license, um, and I've been married for over 20 years to um, my best friend, and I know that sounds cliche, but he's got to be my best friend if he's been married to me for that long. <laughs> I don't know why he's still here, but you know he's got to be my number one fan. Um, and how I help people today is, you know, COVID has really changed a lot of people's lives, right? And it's changed my not only my life in the past couple of years, but I've changed my own life. Um, even before COVID, I took responsibility for my own health. I was really unhealthy for a long time. I was just not happy mentally. I was not happy um, health-wise. And I took responsibility for that. I took responsibility um, for being a better mother and a better wife. And um, after I took responsibility, I wanted everybody to know about it. You know, I'm an I, and I'm pretty sure you're an I too, Ben, so you can cut me off at any time. But I, I took responsibility for that, and then I I wanted to help other people to really, you know, know that they also had the potential to change their lives. Um, and I did that through yoga, and it's not this Instagram yoga, I call it, that you see beautiful <laughs> pictures, and I'm like, how is she doing that? It's the yoga that you can't see. You know, I took time in silence and I did really hard work on myself. Mm. Um, and I became, you know, a yoga instructor. I did 200 hours, 300 hours, 500 hours. I did the work, the meditation, and I really listened. Um, you know, as a business owner, I had to become holistically healthy to get to a better place. Um so, and then I started coaching and, and that's where I am today. Awesome. Awesome. So what, what area do you coach folks in? Is it more health related or, or who is your target? Um, so right now my target, it starts off, right? Everybody thinks, oh, I want to lose weight. I want to get healthy. And when we really 
dig in there, we get into the work, you have to holistically be better. Your mind's got to be healthy. You've got to be physically healthy. You've got to take care of your vessel, right? Your vessel is your body. And then you gotta take care of your mind. And then we can work on your career. You gotta take care of your community. You gotta take care of everything. So I wanna say the people who reach out to me, who I can relate to or can relate to me, is, is women who are working, who have children, who have been where I was, where I wasn't happy, healthy, marriage. But I also have, you know, men who feel the same way. I'm a parent. I am exhausted. These kids are driving me crazy and I want to do better in business. But you got to start with yourself first. Absolutely. Absolutely. You can't pour into others what's not already inside of you or being poured into you, right? Mm-hmm. So. So I love that. I love that. So, so you, uh, you, you've got a background in helping people and transformation in your own life and then helping others experience the same thing. So, so what brings you to the success line today? What are we going to tackle together? So I pose the question of balance, right? I want to learn from the experience I had one with the success coaching was, one of the best experiences. I really challenged myself and really listen and learn from you, learn from Don, learn from Eli, and is really listening and learning about balance and how do you balance? I really want to enjoy my children and, and the experiences that they're having and what I want to do. What I want to do is live my best life with my husband, really help people and serve. And I want to be able to balance all of that. I want to have it all, but I know I <laughs> I, I want it all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. So so big aspirations, uh, big goals. Uh, knowing you, I have no doubt your goals are are absolutely massive as they should be for 2022. So, so you know you've got a uh, big opportunity in front of you. What I'm hearing you say is how do I – how do I balance or juggle all of that uh, so that I don't drop any of those those specific things? Is that what you're mm-hmm. saying? Correct. All right. So, uh, so common common question, very good question, very important question. Uh, obviously, we're recording this uh, December 30th, and so it's the time of year where a lot of people are contemplating those things and looking forward, of course, to to next year. So, tell me if you will, really quickly, based on you know, looking back in retrospective uh, view this year of 2021, uh, where did you do well in that regard, and where do you see opportunity for improvement going into a new year in your own life? In my own personal life or business? Both, because they're, they're connected, right? So absolutely. 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 In my own personal life, I would say, you know, when COVID hit, and I I work with a nonprofit organization as well. So my majority of the day, I work with really excelling at what I do. I, I do it really well. And then I incorporate yoga into that. I help the youth with yoga. But I take care of myself. I wake up at 3.30 in the morning. I work out. I need to model what, if I'm going to do something, I'm, I'm going to, if I say it, I'm going to do it. So I don't want to take away from that. So when I'm looking at my wheel, I want to counterbalance it, right? I don't want to take away from my morning because I have excelled at that. I used to not be a morning person, but God damn it, I was going to make myself a morning person <laughs> because I was going to get healthy. Um, so I did that. 
this whole year when COVID hit and I was quarantined for three months and they said, you know, you can't come to work. You can't, we can't be in the building. We can't, all the kids were not coming to school. I cried for two weeks because I couldn't. And then I said, why am I crying? This is ridiculous. I can work on my self-development. I can read all these books. I stopped watching TV, which I'd done for five years. I don't watch TV. I read all these books. I sat on the hammock. I did yoga outside and I was meditating. Why am I crying? This is like the best thing that's ever happened. Like give me more COVID, right? (laughs) Everybody is like all these bad things were happening, but my cup is so full that I have to empty it and fill it up again. And everybody's saying, you know, you're so optimistic. It's so annoying and, and all these things. But I made the best of it. I'm like, why am I crying? My husband's like, oh, my God, you're going to have to go see somebody because you can't cry anymore. And I said, you know what? You're right. This is amazing. So I took that opportunity to really work on self-development. And I made the best out of everything. I recorded yoga sessions for some of the kids that they could watch and take home. I did all these yoga videos for moms who couldn't go to work, you know, and I I really just took everything that I saw was happening that we really needed. So I, I just took everything in stride. Um, and I wanted to, you know, I really thought in 2021, I'm going to get my own studio. And I thought, well, all these studios are closing, so I'm not going to do that. I'm going to do it all online instead and offer my classes online. Um, so what can I do in 2022? I really want to give, you made a statement during our coaching, success coaching, I want to provide value to the people that are hungry, not needy. I want the people who are motivated because I gave so much of myself to the people who weren't giving it to me. Mm. I gave so much to, you know, some of the coaching clients who just weren't, they didn't have it. They weren't giving what I was giving and all my hours were taken away from my kids or my husband and I was doing all of these programs but they weren't hungry. They didn't want it. You know, they were just like, oh, well, you know, maybe I want to lose weight, but you're still eating all this junk. I want the people who I'm devoting my time. You got to give me the same thing back, you know? Sure. Well, and I think you hit on something right there that I want to make sure we stop and talk about here for a sec, because your question of how do we have this balance, which you, you touched on a couple of things. So so you mentioned the wheel, and we have something called the success wheel, which is what you're referencing. If people want to, listeners want to use that, it's free. Go to successwheeldownload.com. Uh, you can get it there, but definitely go find it. It's available to you, but but it's a really a tool for you all, and it's a great time to, to really assess in each area of my life, not just the basic life wheel, like five or six areas. This goes deeper than that, and it goes into a couple of areas under each parent area, if you will, each area, big area, but it really helps you come into to grips or come to terms with the fact of how am I doing in each of these areas? And you said something key. You said counterbalance, which is something that we've, we've taught for a long time. One of the biggest challenges or traps people set for themselves is they get into this mindset or this thought process of, I'm going to strive for complete balance. And we know the fact is that that's just not possible. It's not a thing. And, and that's where a lot of people get themselves into trouble because they set this trap for themselves on accident, not knowing it, thinking they can get to this utopian balance. And that's just not the case, right? And so uh, the first thing that, that I think we, we need to do, which you've already done, but for those listening, 
is we have to take inventory of where we're at currently, right? We can't chart a course to where we're wanting to go until we know where we're starting from. And so the first step in figuring out how to have balance in a, in a coming year like this one, where you're going to be growing a business, growing yourself, growing others, there's just all this opportunity. The way we can do that without losing ourselves and losing what's important to us is in terms of relationships and those, those sorts of things is really finding out where are we now. Right? Because this counterbalance means that in some areas of life, you're going to be taking time away from them in order to give it somewhere else. We're all bound by the same constraints of time. And so we all have the same 24 hours in every single day. And yet some achieve massive results while others just bump by and complain about not having enough time. And, and it really comes down to decision. So, so balance at its roots, root form, when we, when we coach high achievers, balance at its root form comes down to decision. And it comes down to what are you deciding to do with your time? Where are you choosing to invest the time that you have? And so when people feel out of balance or feel like they're in chaos, they're trying to give their time to too many things. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. 100. So, so we have to first start with knowing where we are as far as in growth in these areas of our lives, right? Because for some people, getting to a seven or an eight in some areas of life is, is probably as far as they want to go. That's okay. No judgment. That's, it's their life. And, and for others, they may be at a two or a three. So we have to know where we're at to know where we want to invest our time because those who excel in life and in business and in impact are those that know where best to, to give their time, where they're going to allocate the time. Um, you know, we talked about it before in, in our coaching certification, but something for the listeners as well, that in order to say yes to a few great things, it means you have to say no to a lot of good things. And so my, my first challenge to you, Madeline, as we're, we're talking through this and you're talking about balance as you're looking forward at 2022, and this is going to be rhetorical. I don't expect you to have the answer right now, but when we're looking forward at 2022, I would start looking now and see where are the potential pitfalls? What are the things I could give time to that don't warrant me giving time to? Where are the things that I could give too much time to just because of who I am and how I'm wired that aren't in alignment with my core purpose, or they aren't in alignment with me getting to this specific goal. And so I would just on the front end of it, before we even get into the new year, look and see where are the potential pitfalls. I know myself better than anyone. You know yourself better than anyone. So looking at the coming year, looking at all my aspirations and goals, where do I have the, the, the biggest chance or the highest likelihood of giving time where it's not warranted or giving too much time uh, in certain areas? And it doesn't mean those things or those people are bad. It just means they may not be in alignment with my ultimate goal, my, my top priorities. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So, so that being said, you know, a lot of times uh, this year, this year and, and multiple other years, especially right now because of COVID, people at the end of the year, they look back over the, the previous year, what went well, what didn't go well, uh, but they stopped there. And one of the biggest keys that I found in, in interviewing and really doing life with a lot of super successful people, they do the retrospective, but then they spend time looking forward as well, pre-planning uh, their route, if you will. Doesn't mean they're not agile. Things come up and you can't plan for everything. But they're going to give time on the front end of a year before it even begins to know what are the potential pitfalls so I can start working out a plan to avoid them now. So as you're thinking through that, for your okay. specific case, where do you see, you knowing you better than anyone, where do you see those potential pitfalls or time thieves where, where you could, you, by nature, because you want to and you, you love the people or the organization or the process or wherever, where you're going to give time that is going to be taking it from where you need it more? My potential pitfalls is I tend to want to help everybody. 
Right. And we know that helping everybody, essentially, you end up helping no one because you you just want to help everybody. So I really want to hone in on, you know, sub-niching and really figuring out what that is. I want to help and I am helping, you know, moms and parents. And then I I work with with children. So then I see you know, these kids who need activities. So then I'm like, oh, I got to help them too. You know, so I see my potential pitfall that my time goes here. But I I build so much rapport and I see like I, I these moms, these this is my heart, you know, and these parents. And that's how I, this is where I need to be. So my potential pitfalls is I went during COVID when all this happened, I went and got my trauma informed. I knew I learned about child development. I needed to know where these kids were. They weren't in school. They were, you know, gaining weight. I needed to figure out how to help. So I went and did all of my training to do it right because these kids needed to get up off their seats, off of their computers. I needed to get them outside because I saw a need. But that's my personality. I see something, I got to fix it. I got to get out there. But my purpose and my dharma is, you know, the the moms and what I went through and the resources that I didn't have. And that's where, you know, so if I could give the resources to the moms to give to the kids, figuring out my sub niche. Mm -hmm. So that's my potential pitfall. Okay, so here's a, here's an idea of a strategy for you. Um, what would and again, somewhat rhetorical, but if if you have something to write down, I would be I would write this down if as they come to you. But if you you know the frequently asked questions section of each website, right? Mm-hmm. I would suggest to you, I would challenge you to come up with your FAQ, your frequently asked questions, where you spend a majority of your time answering the same question over and over to different people. Because what a lot of times entrepreneurs do is we really enjoy, and I'm not saying this is you, I don't know, but a lot of entrepreneurs enjoy being needed and wanted. We're fulfilled there. Now, you said you're an I. We're talking about the DISC profile, which everyone that goes through our coaching certification gets certified with Dr. Abelson in the DISC behavioral profile. The I definitely has the tendency to want to be wanted, want to be needed, want to be the person helping. And there's nothing wrong about that at all. Thank God we have a lot of eyes in this world, or it'd be a very dark place, right? So so on one hand, it's a great thing. On the other, it can be your kryptonite. And so what I would challenge you to do is take some time to come up with your frequently asked questions. Where are you having the same conversations time and time and time again that you could, instead of having the conversations, you could record a video. And now all of a sudden, you could record a series of videos that you could send to people. Here's what I want you to write down and everyone listening. You have to find a way to become the resource, not the source. Entrepreneurs get bogged down because they feel like they have to be the source at all times. No one expects you to be all things to all people. No one expects you to have the answers to everything. What they are coming to you for is as a resource. So, for instance, in this example, if you find that you're having similar conversations or the same conversations or answering the same questions multiple times... You should go through and record video series, short videos, but answering the most common questions. Now, when those questions come in, it's not you getting on the phone or you on a live Zoom. You're sending a link to a series that's going to answer the questions they have. And oh, by the way, you probably can anticipate the questions they've not even thought to ask yet. 
Now you're helping the people, you're, be, you're being the resource, you're giving them information, but you're not having to be the source. Because what we know is, as entrepreneurs, yes, we like that, but that also is kryptonite because it becomes the ceiling on our growth. There's only one of you, and there's a lot of them that need help. So how can you move more people through your process and, and through your information? It has to come down to leverage, and it has to be you leveraging your time. Again, here's where we're getting into the time allocation. What are you thinking so far there? I love it. I mean, I, I do videos all the time, so I could do that in like an hour. I mean, I do, I do mindful minutes every day at lunchtime because even with one minute of meditation, I do meditation videos, so I do mindful minutes for, you know, just take a time away from your desk. I, I could do videos all day long. I mean, I could talk yeah. all day long. We all know that. <laughs> 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 so video in a series of videos, forget it. I mean, I well, love that idea. And Madeline, here's what I want you to, this connects to something else that we talked about too. And I want you to think through this. So you, you also referenced the conversation we had in the certification program where I talked about, you, you have to say no to the needy so you can say yes to the hungry, right? There's a big mm -hmm. difference between those that are needy and those that are hungry. Those that are hungry are going to do what it takes to get it. Those that are needy just feel a need and they just tell everyone in the world about their need. There's a big difference, right? And so here's what I would suggest. I, I would suggest that as you build out this library of content, this library of helpful stuff organized by topic, links to each video, to where now you can send this information or you can have it on your website and send people to it where they can search topically and get questions answered. What I can tell you is I'd be willing to bet a lot that the people that go through those videos and then contact you are the hungry. Yeah. Because you're satiating the needy. You're giving the needy a solution immediately without it taking your time. Now the people that actually go through and watch the videos and then still have questions, you're starting to separate the needy from the hungry. And now those are the people that you want to give your time to. Those are the people that you're looking for. Those are the people that will show up and do what you tell them to do because they are hungry they're not just needy. They're not just aware of the need. They're willing to do the work to overcome the obstacle. Yeah, I love that. I agree 100%. It's, it's, when you get far, it's when you get far away, right, from the pain that you stop doing the work. Yep. And it's the people who stay in it. They're really in the grit who want to do the work. These are the people that I want. Like I said it, and I said it before, the people, and I love, you know, New Year's resolutions. I'm all for it. Let's do a vision board. I do it every year. I do more words than pictures because words, you got to write it down, you know, and I, I still want to join your book club. The, <laughs> I, I asked about that. Um, it's my favorite book. It's like the Bible to me, but uh, it's, it's, you have to write it down. And yeah. I'm all for that. But New Year's resolutions on February 2nd, if you're still working, then let's talk about it. Mm. But, you know, when you get far away from that pain, you forget about it. You lose one pound and you're feeling really, really good. And you're like, I did it. That's like, no, you, you come to me <laughs> when you really want. You're still up at 430 in the morning on March 17th or after, you know, St. Patty's Day. And you that's when you're really ready to work. These, this is like real work breaking that real habit. Um, and that's the people that I just, I, I, that's the people I want to work with. You know, when you see that light and the aha moment when you're speaking, you know, to these moms that are, 
that stop caring about themselves, that stop really working on themselves because they've always taken care of their kids or their husbands or husbands always take care of their, you know, spouses or whoever their partner is. And they're just, they just forgot about self-love. Mm. And you ask the right question, you know, you ask them and they, they kind of give you that look like, oh yeah, when was the last time I did something for myself? Those are the people that, you know, light me up that I'm like, let's do it. You yeah. Know? Yep. And so as you scale and grow your business, you have to have mechanisms in place so that you're not the first conversation live that's happening with each one of those people. You have to have something in place that helps begin to separate those folks so that the ones coming to you for your time have a better likelihood of being the ones willing to do the work. So so that's one idea, one strategy. That's one thing I would challenge you with that I think would help a lot. Um, but I, I want to go a little deeper here if you're good with it. I, you, you talked about that this balance. Like, how do you have balance? You, you're, you're very enthusiastic. You've got a lot of passion. You've got a purpose. You've got your mission. You've got skill sets now um, that maybe you didn't have before. Like, all these things are coming into alignment, right? They're all converging in this moment in time. And so you've got a big year ahead of you. And your number one thing was wanting to keep balance. So help me help me learn more there. Like, why is that important to you? Why was that the the number one most important thing? Um, number one most important thing is. So I sat with my daughter last night, and I think I mentioned this. We sat down and we looked at everything, and I had yoga in the middle of my mind map, and yoga has always been important to me because it came into a life when a time in my life when I was in turmoil. Okay. And it says yoga and then it says husband, then it says relationship and then it says mindfulness and it has everything attached to it. It has health cause effect and yoga is in the middle of everything. And it's yoga because it changed my life. And a funny thing with that is that I abused my body when I was, you know, earlier on in life, when I was younger, when I didn't have self-love, my kids were little and I was working out, but I wasn't working out with a purpose. I was just working out because I didn't love myself and kids were little, they were in sports. We were, my husband and I just crossed paths. We didn't really know each other. You know, we were young. We were married at 19. My son did hockey. My daughter did cheerleading. We traveled all over the world. My husband was doing P90X, like just, we were just all over the place. And he was doing yoga. He's like, you got to try yoga. I'm like, yoga, you're out of your mind. I don't have time for that. <laughs> But it was a challenge, right? Like, you're going to challenge me. I'm just doing it. So I started doing yoga. It was awful. It was boring. Like, I can't do this. This is awful. But then I locked myself in the room, and I found quiet. I had away from the kids. I got away from the husband. I was like, this is, I get to not do dinner. <laughs> um, and I'm being completely honest. I was like, dinner is like the worst thing. Why is dinner so hard for everybody? Like dinners are ruining marriages. Like what's for dinner? Everybody is like fighting, right? <laughs> but it took me like three months to learn to love yoga. Silence was hard. Silence challenged me. And it made me question everything. And yoga with awareness, being present, really made me be quiet. And it silenced my mind. And it changed my body because I wasn't attached to it. It wasn't, and it made me learn to love myself. 
in different ways. They made me a better wife, a better mother. And it really sucked because my husband was right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Hate when that happens twice a year. You know, it, it, he was he was really right. And um, But I found myself in a different way. I started doing yoga, but it was like the slow, restorative yin yoga. And that's what I teach now. It was healing. It was really healing. And I've been doing yoga now for over 10 years. And then, and then I learned, you know, to teach it. Um, so why I want why balance is so important because I don't want to lose that and I want to counterbalance and health is important to me. My mind health is important to me. My career is important and work is important. And yet I don't want to lose that counterbalance because my first half in my morning is like that's the most important thing to me, my family, my relationship. I fixed that because that was completely like in turmoil. And I say yoga, people, oh, there she goes with her yoga. And when I start talking about yoga, like everyone says, oh, she's talking about yoga again because she's lit up. Her eyes are like, she's a completely different person. It's like, no, it's not that type of yoga. It's like completely different. Um, That's why it's important. So what does it cost you if you lose that? If I were to lose yoga? Yeah, lose that balance. Um. I don't think I would let that happen. I would, it, that's the first thing to me is to have, I get up and I own my morning. I own it because it makes me who I am. It gives me the brain power to be focused. It helps me be a better person and it makes me a happier person. And if I don't do yoga or work, but I do, I, like I lift weights, I do my Peloton and then I like, you got to sedate me with some yoga um, to be a happier person to be a better wife and mother. And then I need to serve because the practice of gratitude is serving. And once you serve and someone is grateful, that makes you such a better person. And once you find purpose in life, like it it just all becomes, you know, a full circle to be holistically, you know, healthy to be a better person. So you said, you said in a roundabout way, but what you just said was that the balance makes you a better wife, a better mother, and it allows you or positions you to be able to serve. Is that correct? Correct. So why are those three important? <sighs> they are important because it makes me who I am. And why is that important? Um, because it's, it's my purpose. Who I am is, is, is my purpose. It's why I'm here. I'm still here for a reason, right? Something could happen to me yesterday. So I'm, I, 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 that's, I'm still here for a reason. Okay. So what else are you willing to do in order to fight to protect that, that balance that, that produces those things? What else am I willing to do? You understand that you're going to war. Right, and I don't mean to over dramatize this, but but everyone who lives and breathes and walks around this, like you're in a battle because everything and everyone is wanting to take your time, and yet you have to battle every single day to fight it and keep it back. Right to to be able to leverage it and allocate it as you see fit, you have to fight those things, those people, those distractions, those everything that are fighting for it. So. So what else from a discipline standpoint or, or a life or a business standpoint could you do uh, in order to, to give yourself the best shot of protecting that time, which is going to lead to that balance? Um, 
it's just do the just do the work. I think just continuing every single day, simple, small, daily choices that are gonna give me the big results, doing the the, the small, simple steps. So really, you know, allocating and just taking and learning what I'm like your suggestions, taking your suggestions and stop trying to help everybody. Stop trying to be so big and even challenging myself through the coaching. That was huge for me, you know, really learning and taking it in. That was small steps for somebody, but that was like really big for me. So taking those small little things make really big results for me. Yes, yeah, small habits lead to big change, right? So correct. So really identifying, and that was that was one area I wanted to dive into with you too, as we're we're coming to our close. But I really want to unpack. Um, have you identified? And if so, if you want, wouldn't mind sharing with a couple of the listeners um, just that to know what makes Madeline Madeline. But have you identified what some of those small habits are? Um, that you repeat on on a somewhat frequent basis, whether it's daily or weekly or what what have you. But the things that that when I get these things done, everything else can can blow up and burn that day, and I'm still on mission. I'm still moving in the direction that I choose to go. Have you identified those those what we call the twenty percent activities or those most important activities that are predictive of you moving in the direction you want to go? Small things that I'm currently doing. Yeah, and that you more maybe you're going to do in the new year. Um, small. Um, like if I'm looking at your calendar, yeah, and I'm going to see a reoccurring event or reoccurring events, things that that you do on a consistent basis that are predictive of you moving in the direction you choose to move. What would some of those things be? I'm a pretty, I'm habitual. I do the same thing every day. I mean, my routine is like really just, I'm I'm really disciplined in the morning. I do tend to procrastinate. And, and like when I get home, I mean, maybe I, I'm so exhausted from the morning and I don't want to take away from that time. So maybe I will like maybe take a 20 minute nap because I'm so tired. So, you know, maybe not, not maybe I hate that word and don't and all that stuff. So try to relook at how to stop exhausting myself because I want to get so much done. Um, Absolutely. And I, I think a question I would have you and the listeners ask yourself, it's a question I'm asking myself and answering myself for the coming year as well, yeah. is what habits do I need to adopt? It's not about collecting a bunch of habits. It's not about filling up a calendar with yeah. a bunch of habits. So I want to make sure we're clear. It's having the right habits. But the question I would, I would have you and our listeners uh, ask yourselves would be, what are the habits that 2022 and my goals and aspirations in the coming year are going to require of me so that we know that we're becoming the person that accomplishes the goal. It's the whole be, do, have principle. A lot of people look at a big goal and they want to have what other people have. Well, well, they miss the fact that the people that have those things do and did things consistently that got them those things. But yet it's still not even enough just to do the activities We have to take it a step further back once again and say, who must I become 
such that I'm the person that does those things, those habits consistently in order for me to get what it is that I desire, my goal, my end end result. And so the question I would suggest that you write down and be pondering is what habits do I need to adopt? Because I I can tell you based on knowing you like I do, uh, there are a lot of habits that are serving you really, really well. You're not for lack of consistency and discipline. However, I would be willing to bet that if the results in 2022 for you and anyone listening are bigger than the results you got this year, there are a few habits that you may need to identify and adopt to become the person that achieves those goals. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. So all of this is wonderful conversation. All of this makes sense. (laughs) All of this is wonderful, but I I, I wrap these the same way every time on purpose because uh, knowledge for knowledge's sake is worthless. So so everything we've talked about, what are you going to take from this and actually do implement, execute? Like, what are you going to commit to doing based on our conversation? I know 100% what I need to take on. And I am going to implement more organization. I spend more time trying to get organized and not actually implementing it. And I think I'm losing time. I don't think I know that I'm losing time doing that. Just looking at my desk right now, I this is just, I need to definitely get more organized. I'm losing time there. So taking on that habit. As disciplined as I am, I lose more time looking for what notebook I put what I'm supposed to be looking for. (laughs) And it's insane. Like 20 minutes looking for a journal. Like where did I I know I could see where I wrote it? I could with my eyes visualize it. But where is it? Like it's sure it's insane. Um, I mean, I've written a book uh, somewhere. It's it's in 100 million pages somewhere. I don't even know where it is. So 100%, I know what I need to do. Okay. We all do. Yeah. And then the trick is just doing it. Yeah. <laughs> Madeline, uh, you're awesome. I am excited to see what you do in 2022. No doubt about it. You're going to accomplish huge things in 2022 and have a lot of impact along the way. I really appreciate you coming on and spending some time with me. And uh, any last words or how do people connect with you on social media? Because you're uh, you're an awesome person, a light in a somewhat dark world sometimes. So I want people to be able to connect with you. <laughs> Absolutely. Happy New Year's to everybody. Please, please, please stay amazing. And I am definitely um, on Madeline Beaudry. You can find me. And I also go by your reason. Everybody has a reason for everything. Even when you don't want to do something, you don't want to get up, you don't want to move, you have a reason. And that reason can change and you can evolve. So happy New Year's to everybody and Ben, you and your family. Awesome. Same to you, Madeline. Thanks for being on with us. Thank you so much. Man, to know Madeline is to absolutely love her. And I know that you could hear in that interview uh, how committed this person is. She is uh, an incredible human being. Uh, And she brings something to the success line that I'm sure a lot of you as the listeners have wrestled with, that you're dealing with. As we we look at a coming year, we look at big goals, we look at big changes, we look at big opportunity. The question that we have to answer is, how do we get there without losing ourselves in the process? How do we get there without losing everything that's important to us along the way? And friends, what I would challenge you with is that this comes all the way down to how you leverage, 
allocate and spend your time. It was told to me a long time ago by a mentor that that the ultra successful in the world, those who are the top half of the top 1% in the world in terms of success, one of the biggest reasons that they are where they are is because they clearly understand the value of time. They understand that time is worth more than money. Time is worth more than water. Time is worth more than food. Time is something that we can't create more of. Time is the thing, the commodity that we have that we cannot buy more of. So making sure that we're allocating it appropriately, we're giving it to the things that serve us, and we're finding ways to hold it back from the things that don't, that is one of the first ways that we find our path to accomplishing huge things without losing ourselves in the process. So that's what we have for today's episode. I hope that you took a lot of notes. I know I did. And I also really wish you all an absolutely happy new year. Connect with me on social media. Instagram, I'm most active at Ben Fairfield on Instagram. Also on Facebook, find me, reach out to me, send me a message. And most importantly, apply to be on the success line. I'd love to see you there. Wishing you all prosperous 2022. See you next week. If you're interested in receiving free coaching on a future episode, go to success.com slash success line guest. This has been a success podcast. Head over to success.com slash podcasts to hear more just like it.